someone there. Oh, my goodness. Left the door wide open. Good thing, too, though, because this place is open. This is the Jefferson Avenue Way Station. I'm uh, trying to, excuse me for that. Trying to uh, come up with a jingle for this because I uh, recently purchased a 10 second television spot uh, for this place on uh, uh, New York One. Um, I uh, let me admit that I'm I'm trying to. It's quite expensive because uh, apparently this uh, this uh, municipality is uh, large and uh, populous and. Uh, Quite many people are trying to uh, uh, advertise, um, and well, it's impossible. You have to be a lawyer or, or you know, a toilet repair person. Um, otherwise, it's simply impossible. Do you think you could be an author and maybe maybe get an advertising spot for your book? Uh, maybe direct a short. Um, sort of uh, abstract little piece about it and then say this is what my book is about it's about the shadows and the harsh light behind them hmm. makes you think doesn't it well i have something for the thoughts we all get the thoughts every once in a while and we need to soften them we need to dampen them and right here Mac Adams beer. Now, with more beer. I refilled the keg, see? Let me get that for you. You hear that? You can barely hear the liquid go in. Most people don't like that, but see, I, I don't like the sound of liquid against liquid. Most people do, I don't. I think it's there's something vaguely obscene about it. So, I tilted the glass as I was pouring it in. You know, I'm clearly risking a little bit of spillage, but I think uh, sparing us both a little bit of discomfort. And you know why? It's because it the sound resembles urine. Urine hitting toilet water. Now with that thought, enjoy your dark, thick liquid. Uh, right, up, right up front, that will be $10. $10 now or later, as long as it's before you leave. Um, I have learned recently that the milk of human kindness is not so reliable as for me to w wait till someone leaves and then re-enters this bar. Oh, excuse me. I just had some dinner. Um... Oh, if you, if you want to know, um, it was uh, curry and spinach. It's a, it is a, a Bengal uh, uh, cuisine. I don't know what it's called, and I'm not going to make up some sort of word in that language. No, that's a, no, you, that, that uh, is the land of bad choices right there, which is what I refer, that's what I call every. Um, sort of category in which you would find a bad choice. Um, I, I liken that. I, I, I've noticed that the opinion on that beer 
is split right down the middle between people that like it and then people that like it. Everybody loves it. I'm just messing with you. A small amount of people do not like it. And um, well, no one's, people are for the most part kind enough to tell me, or not tell me rather, when they don't like it. They will just take one sip of it, put it down, leave the $10 bill, unfortunately without the tip there, and then they will just walk out of the establishment, leaving me to have to clamber over this bar and retrieve the $10 bill. And I need to do that. I need to retrieve that $10 bill because there are other um, patrons here occasionally. And they will try to retrieve it themselves. You hear that there's a... Well, actually, there is a daycare next door to this establishment. Uh, which some will look at the proximity of a bar with a daycare and it will make them outraged, concerned, sad. And I am not going to reject what they think, but this is my business. This is what I do. I give people the poison that they need. I was, uh, the other day I was uh, sitting at a bar stool, but it wasn't a bar, it was a diner. You see, diners will feed you so quickly that they'll feed you at a counter. I don't know why this is, but I appreciate it. And I wasn't there to eat. I was just there to drink coffee. I needed that coffee. Uh, the waitress said, are you having anything else? And I laughed and I said, nope, just here for my medicine. And I tapped the saucer. Uh, unfortunately, when I tapped the saucer, it upset the the cup a bit and some hot coffee spilled on my finger and well I had uh, I don't I usually have my coffee black but in this case I had poured some cream in it in order to bring down the temperature and, and uh, make it so it wasn't wouldn't burn my tongue but it was uh, sufficiently hot still very hot I didn't know that the heat of coffee could be so just as well, damn it to hell, my fucking uh, vocabulary uh, just shot. That's the first time I've said fuck on the job. And there was the second. I'm not proud of it. <clears throat> uh, it's like when your grandfather will start cursing in front of you, in front of your children. It's, uh, it's a shame. It's always a shame. And you wonder why it is a shame because... There isn't anything inherently evil about those words. I mean, if you were to start uh, unleashing, uh, you know, racial slurs or misogynistic diatribes, that'd be another matter. But, uh, you know, fuck and shit and piss and all that, nothing intrinsically immoral about those terms. They're just harsh. They're just not part of the picture that you've, you know, grafted onto your old papa. And yet there they are. He was young at some point, 
before you knew him. He was a young man like you, splitting logs and floating them down the, the river so that to the to the mill where they'd be sawn in half and made into boards, planed. Uh, some of them would be cut so thin that they could be wrapped around. Uh, well, actually, you know what? I am, uh, I am mixing up the process. They would, uh, a sheet of these logs would be paired off the, uh, this, uh, the circumference of the log, then laid flat. The reason this was done is because you cannot get a very wide board out of a tree because there aren't a whole lot of very wide trees. Solution to this, plywood. That's why plywood was made, so that you could press curved wood into a flat board using glue. Now, um, they didn't know this at the time, but the glue that they used to um, cohere these boards is actually very good for the local wildlife. Um, it helps because uh, when they uh, mill these boards that have already been uh, adhered and dried, it um, it also it will flow out of the uh, mills in the river, and fish will eat it, and it will um, glue their gills shut and uh, make them blind, um, which is great because uh, you know uh, you don't want uh, you don't want fish to breathe in the, that polluted water. No need for that. Oh my. Did I make you sad? Well, don't worry, I made myself sad. Right there. Uh, we were we were barbaric back in the day. Well, we're barbaric now. We're, we're, we aren't really any better than we could possibly be. We can't really... Uh, Well, we can't be better than we ourselves, can we? We can try, but if we're going to improve, it'll probably be by accident. There's nothing wrong about being optimistic, though. I don't find that to be a delusion at all. Reason being is because if you are going to find goodness, that doesn't mean the goodness is any less genuine, even if it may be an illusion, you are still feeling that goodness. You know, they, uh, they say in that uh, play, uh, The Sunset Limited, that the world is a forced labor camp in which we are marched to our death slowly. Even if that is true, and that anyone who's happy is merely facing themselves with a delusion, which is a really idiotic way to put it, but if they are doing that, I, they are still happy, aren't they? Even though this happiness is based on a delusion, it is real happiness. It doesn't matter if the basis is fake. What if you grew a flower from imaginary soil? Somehow this flower, imagine that, you could, this flower would miraculously eat nothing. And then, but still grow. It doesn't matter that that soil was imaginary. This magical trick 
still went down. It was an illusion. And that's what human beings are doing. We are eating nothing. And yet we grow. Some may argue that we are eating too much, and yet we languish. I don't see it that way all that much. I say that we've made a whole lot out of very little. Whether that be uh, a negative thing or not. Oh, well. Oh, well. I am not going to curse again. I'll make you that promise. Uh, at least not within the next five minutes. If I do happen to curse again in the next five minutes, uh, I, that would be... That would be a hex on my soul. There would be a witch around the corner waiting for me. Waiting for me to drop that F-bomb. And then as soon as I did that, a spark of electricity will come out of her crooked finger and wrap around my neck and I'll start choking. Let me see if I say, when I say that, I am reversing the jinx that she's laid on me. I, you may not, I may not look about it like it, but I know a whole lot about it. Uh, magic. I studied the magic. Um, I've watched all the films that you need to watch in order to learn everything about magic, which is really the most, that is the most genuine source right there. Not the books. No, the books will, uh, that'll actually drive you away from magical thinking, unfortunately. You read those books, uh, you will see them as they really are. And with magical thinking, the less you can see, the better. And the less you understand, the better. Magic is built off of the illusion, right? So really, you shouldn't know your ass from a hole in the ground. Oh, 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 just kidding. Oh, just kidding. That witch, she was imaginary. I've, I've woven this, uh, this illusion quite well, and then you thought, Oh no, he is choking because uh, he said the A word. Ah, oh, drat. I, uh, I, I, now I feel compelled not to curse anymore. I have fooled myself. You've been sitting there with an empty glass all this time, just looking at me, thinking that I'm going to clamber over this bar and uh, refill it for you. I won't. You, you have to come up here. Sorry to tell you, I'm uh, I'm old. Well, I'm not really old. I feel old most of the time, but I am not actually old. However, it is difficult to get over the bar. Yeah, yes, please come and thank you. Where do you where do you come from there? I I don't often ask my patrons uh, questions of their lives, um, and that is mostly a, that, that is a. That is due to selfishness on my part. I have trouble listening to people. There you go. Um, 20 bucks now, plus I, I, I think 20% of 20 bucks. That, yeah, thank you. Um, oh, exact change. Thank you very much. Yeah, it, um, I don't ask people very often about them, their own lives. And that is a, that is a great source of regret for me. Uh, and people will tell you that uh, the best mode of conversation is to ask people about their lives because people like to talk about themselves. I've heard that many different times that 
you you cannot maintain a conversation by just blabbing. You need to you need to let the other person blab. And I've found this to not be quite true. People really don't like to talk. I I mean I like to talk, but for the most part, people do like to listen. You know why? Because talking is work. You know, just ask a ask any uh, radio host. Ask any guy with a microphone in front of his face who is compelled to keep his lungs going like some sort of damp, fleshy mill. It's like some sort of gushing, mucus-coated pump that's just grinding out a... uh, uh, Well, talk talk about making something from nothing. That job is really making something into nothing. You're taking food and uh, turning it into energy and uh, and sound, and it goes into a microphone, and then anything that happens after that is purely symbolic. You're not making energy; the energy was already created. You're not creating anything except for an idea, and an idea is. Well, it is as material as our souls. Like the things that a radio host creates, our souls actually have no mass, no energy constant. They can be created and they can be destroyed. Ideas can be forgotten. Now, I I see you standing up and you bring your finger up and you're about to show me your, um, your diploma in physics. Um, and, I, and I'm about to tell you, I, I don't look at diplomas. I look at degrees. You're about to tell me that information is as indestructible and as in, increatable as that matter and energy. And I'm telling you right now that yes, that's true. I, I have no rebuttal. So um, you can sit back down there. I have, I have operated your end of the conversation perfectly well. No need, no. Uh, well, I, I would appreciate you uh, uh, saying some things back because I'm not a radio host. It isn't my job to supply a full one-sided conversation. And also, I don't play. Uh, I don't play songs from records that I have stacked next to me. I should. I think I'd get more customers. Uh, more people come in if I had a big stack of records. All um, uh, Tchaikovsky um, numbers, all Tchaikovsky arrangements. I think uh, I think my patrons that usually come here would enjoy that. They just hear violins continuously, continuously just molding the matter of their soul, the energy of their soul. You say that a soul can't be created or destroyed. Well, a hamburger can be created and destroyed, and it's made of matter. A, uh, a tree can be created and destroyed, and that's also made of matter. I can list you every single thing that is represented in my mind, and I, I will demonstrate its destruction. 
Maybe not a tree. A tree would be difficult to drag in here. But I could go across the street, buy a hamburgers, a hamburgers, my goodness. I'm showing that I'm hungry enough to eat two hamburgers in spite of me just eating dinner. Really, one hamburger. I could buy a hamburger uh, from the Shake Shack. Uh, it's not a Shake Shack. It's a, uh, they put the words very close together. Um, in a way to circumvent the copyright laws, but also profit off of the, um, you know, the very popular fast food chain. And there's also a, there's also a um, 99 cent shop next to it, uh, sells uh, knickknacks and tchotchkes and such. And that place is called YouTube. Can you dig that? That's, that's uh, no lie. That's not it's on, uh, that's right there on Jefferson Avenue between uh, Woodhaven and Yellowstone. It's, um, uh, yeah, YouTube shop. I don't understand it at all. I don't know how you, you just, they just took the name. I don't suspect YouTube is going to come down here and it's Gilded Chariot. Well, they don't, they don't use chariots, they use automobiles usually, but they're not going to come down there and uh, strike them down with their, Literatory Sword. That's a great name for a novel. The, the pen is greater than the Literatory Sword. I, yes, I should have a notebook right here. Um, not be just because I have so many amazing ideas, but because my customers have some okay ideas. They have some decent ideas that they tell me every once in a while. And, um, well, they're not useful, but they're, they're quaint. They're, they're, I, I would goes, I would go as far as to say that they are kind of cute. I, I, I hear their ideas and I feel the same way that I would feel if I saw a baby chicken gambling across wood shavings and eating out of a trough of corn. The same sort that I would, actually I feel more sad when I see that because I know that that baby chick is going to die. That baby chick, I, though that baby chick was born only a week ago, it will likely die before I ever grow old. A microscopic life. A microscopic life with microscopic understanding. And that's, well, that's just, if there was a greater portion of understanding the horror of a microscopic life. My God. You could put them in a very dangerous setting, I think. But if that danger entailed a greater amount of thrill and exploration and love and beauty, I think it would be worth it. That's why, well... I'll tell you right now, that's why people drink. The reason people drink is because they have that understanding. And it makes this, well, what they, a lot of people perceive their lives to be short. So when they endanger their bodily cells by drinking, they're using the shortness of this life to such a maximum density. I got, damn it, I wish I wrote this out. I, did I curse again? Uh, no, no witch is choking me. And thank goodness, 
a lot of people who live in this world, uh, they fear for their necks. They fear that their necks are under the constant curse of a judgmental witch. And sometimes that witch isn't ugly. Sometimes it's a, she's a lovely young woman. But she's still there. She's still got her neck or her, her electrostatic lasso wrapped around your, well, sometimes not your neck. Sometimes it, it phases through your skin and into your aorta and like a, like a, a spy's bomb, like a, a spy injected a, a nanoscopic bomb into you. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's not a witch. Maybe it's a spy that's trying to uh, assassinate me in a way that makes it look like a, like a catastrophic cardiac arrest. And you say, well, what sort of strategic importance does my life have? And you say that and that hurts. I, I, I already feel insignificant enough. You don't have to heap more insignificance upon me. The weight of my insignificance, just on this world alone, on the people of this community, it's not enough. It, excuse me, it's, it, is, it is enough. It's quite enough. As a matter of fact, it's gone past the point of being more than enough. I, there's a word for it. It's, it's untenable. Um, I don't know why I'm heaping so much of this grief on you. You were, uh, you're kind enough to come in here. Um, I don't I mean, I don't know if it's kindness. Uh, well, I don't think it was any sort of, uh, odious emotion either. I think a, an adventurous soul brought you here. Your own adventurous soul saw this place that you've never been to and you walked in and I appreciate that. My God. Excuse me. Uh, you see, when I was eating dinner earlier, I actually ate some of the atmosphere around my dinner as well. I was so hungry that I didn't just eat my dinner. I ate the space around my dinner as well. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of that space is occupied by matter that's lighter than the dinner itself and, will, and is trying to force its way out of my body. Um, and it's, it doesn't make a good sound because sometimes uh, when it does that, it carries some of my dinner up with it and making a sort of scented air, a sort of a curry scented air that I expel. You see, I'm like a, one of those perfume bottles, an atomizer, I think they called it, or a nebulizer. A nebul atomizer and nebulizer. They sound so much more futuristic than they are. I guess because uh, even back then people had the concept of a future. Even back then people thought there, when there's a future, magic will be real. And no injustices will be right, righted. And you know what? They were right. Everything came as they wanted. And people say that they would be disappointed. Well, I think they would find this whole world very, very familiar. I wake up every day and see people in shock, and I think, no, this is this is all very familiar. This is the same. Uh, we, we act like this whole world's been delved into some hell dimension, but really, no, this is the same 
We are the same matter that we've always been. Your soul is made of the same matter. It might be a different combination. It might be a different tapestry all the time. Sort of shifting like Rorschach's uh, thing, his uh, weird uh, painting on his head, with mad the magic of which was never really explained. That's that's your soul right there. It's 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 shifting like crazy. I'd say. You, you say like uh, you know, reason I say like crazy is not to disparage people with mental illness, but only because I have lost almost all of my vocabulary words. I didn't do well in the English class when I was a child. They, they told me, you need to do better with your vocabulary words. And I said, do I need my vocabulary words? I know all the basic words. If I knew this, if I knew all the words I know now, and I also knew them in German, I, I think you would consider me a bilingual genius. Maybe not genius, but someone who speaks English as well as speaking German. Or any other language for that matter. I would love to speak French Creole. Uh, or, um, or the specific type of Japanese that they speak in some tiny isle, island far south of Okinawa. Ryukyu, or, or I don't, it's called something of that matter. If, if anyone, if anyone speaking Japanese heard me say that, I think they would be filled with deep and outraged consternation. No, they probably wouldn't, they wouldn't mind at all. Because they don't, uh, they might not speak English. Or they probably do, who knows. I, the problem with creating an imaginary person for a an example for for as uh, the old people say uh, for instance they they take they put the fur in instance and they make a portmanteau of it but it's not really portmanteau because nothing is taken out of either word you just you basically just take the words and crush them together so hard that they they are diminished both of them it's like a it's like Solomon's judgment in reverse. I, you know, maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll make another bar. Maybe I'll open up another bar someday. And the bar will be called the reverse of Solomon's judgment. And you know what I like about that name? It's long. And uh, it's memorable. And it's long enough to go all the way across the eaves of the sign. And you will be driving your car down this Jefferson Avenue and you'll turn to see it and by the time you've read the whole sign you will have turned back to your eyes back to the road and you'll have to slam on the brakes because someone stopped right in front of you and you'll think my god I died or I almost died rather well you won't know that you almost died yet at that point you'll think you'll be so surprised that you thought that you died I almost died because I read that sign, I must go to that place. It is fate. Um, I believe the the Egyptians say kismet or chasm. I, I don't know. Believe it or not, I've never been to Egypt. Uh, though everyone should go there at some point in their life and see um, 
well, see the the um, all the garbage that's uh, sitting right next to the uh, pyramids of Giza, because it um, it is it it is um, almost a, it's almost like a, a Cormac McCarthy novel of how uh, how disparate those two things are. Now, I need to close up this shop. As you can tell, this uh, this place was actually in the process of being closed when you walked in. It was somewhat of an inconvenience for me for you to walk in here. I don't listen. I I would love for you to come back. So please, don't feel any guilt. Please don't. Yes, you inconvenienced me a little bit. Please don't. Don't let that weigh on your soul. I have my. I already have enough insignificance in myself. I don't need yours either. Now, I love you so much. And I'm not saying that just because I just met you. I'm saying that because you are significant. I can tell just looking at you, you are very significant. Can I have that glass, please? Thank you. I, I have to wash this off um, because I'm going to use it again at some point. I don't throw these glasses away. I know most bars will do that. I keep them. All right, well... Um, I, I hate to be this forward, but I need you to vacate the premises because I can't have you seeing the sword of cleaning ritual that I hold here every time I take out the mop and uh, clean all the, the corners and, the, and this little groove here between the bar and the wall. All right. Okay, let me get that door for you. Have a good night. Be very safe. And I will talk to you next week.